On this edition of the Fast Sim News, we take a look at the past season, the ups and the downs, and what to look forward to into next season. We also take a look at free agency, who are the names you need to know going in to all that money you're going to spend. All that and a whole lot more coming up on the Fast Sim News. Greetings, this is the Kamish, episode 12 of the podcast. I never knew we'd be able to do it for this long, and here we are. So, uh, where do we even begin? Well, first off, let's talk about that epic final between Pori and Sakamo. I tell you, you know, I love, I love some parody, but you know what I also love? Epic battles. And man, so far, we've had two back-to-back champs to start the, start the league. Uh, who knows what next season will offer us. But, um, you know, those, bat- those epic battles between the Sakamo and Poria was eight games the first year. Not- we're going the whole nine games this past season. Poria looking for that third title in franchise history. Um, fun fact that uh, two of our four championships have gone nine games to the full distance. I like the good nine-game series because, it well, one, it's divergent from real life, but also... Uh, I like that it gives gives teams it gives you more games, especially when it's really epic. It's really epic, and I think this season was just truly a a really competitive, fun, back to back, upside down, topsy turvy series with teams that were doing very different things. You know, Subby's got a very different approach to that team. Uh, Pori is, of course, we all know through four years of this league, the most dominant club in this league in the history of this league thus far, and and just keeps reloading. You know, you know it'll be a different day when that team finally decides to rebuild. But uh, nonetheless, um, and unlike you know past series, I feel like that's this series wasn't there weren't like you know two one games. It was you know five four. Other than that game, it was all six to one, six to three, eight to five. That eighteen to three just you know complete monstrosity. Pori won a game eleven to two. You know there are only two games in that nine game series that were one run games, and so. You know, the teams, you know, they were decisive victories in all the cases that happened, and that that was interesting to me. Um, although that 18-3 that game or something was the next training game of all things. You can believe that. I feel like the guys would have quit at some point. You're like, you know what, okay, we've got enough runs. Let's just go home. Um, I mean, I think, it, you know, but also for like teams like Yansu and Kuvala, Lapua, um, really good seasons. Uh, Vinka just missed out on the postseason. Sanyoki was there until the last day. Uh, Vimpoli wasn't far out. Tampere, you know, Tampere and Helsinki have some work to do. But uh, I think the beauty of the situation, as we've proven in the last couple of years, is that as long as you're in it in midseason, you can get yourself to a Filipino draft, find some talent, and maybe you can pull something off. And I think that's fun. Uh, you all seem to think it's fun, too, because you, you, you've never rejected that Filipino league. And so I think it's it's a really cool ability to be able to sort of always be in it. If you can, you know, build, you can, you can build your team how you want and then you can get a few pieces, you know, and if you're a team like Pori, you can, you can, you can use that leverage that to try to win a title. If you're a team like Helsinki, you can use it to get assets and to be ready for the future. That team's going to be scary good soon. I mean, all the draft picks they got in this draft, um, all the moves he's made, it's just going to be a really scary team soon. Um, so, 
Anyway, let's take a look quickly at the uh, the draft. I didn't see anybody that I'm like super super excited about, but I still want to chat about it briefly. Uh, the first overall pick in the draft, you know, went to uh, Asku. Uh, what's his last name? Sorry. Oh, Vaha Kufos. Um, shortstop, 22 years old. He's gonna he's gonna be legit, and that's fun. Um, I think he should come in day one and really be able to help that team out, and that's gonna be pretty great to see. Carl Sinke, and actually for our draft, you know, other than Thor, that hasn't really been a draft pick that you can point to and say, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, Tampa Bay went a different direction with their, you know, when they got the actual pick they're supposed to have with uh, Ely Asanayami. Um, also a guy that I think won't take long to get good. And so this this draft could be a draft, even though it's a little weird, that, that will produce some guys that we'll get to see sooner than later. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, the truth will rely later, but... I have some high hopes for some of these guys. And so keep our fingers crossed for that. What else is going on? Well, let's look at free agency a little bit here. This is the calm before the storm free agency year because next year it's going to be completely bonkers. But uh, this season, you know, um, well, I guess actually this season is going to also be bonkers. Um, some of the guys that you can, that are, that are pending free agents right now, Tony Egberg, Ramo Germo, who's a closer for Tempere. Uh, Sigrid Nielsen, Ilya Costa, who caused some controversy a couple of years ago, um, is the guy who was one of our first Filipino, uh, first Brazilian signings, only to go back to the Fili- oh, only to go back to Brazil. He's the reason the Filipino draft exists for the most part. Mixtu Peterson, a name you haven't heard in a quite some time, um, as they say, put some respect on his name. Four-time All-Star, Mixtu Peterson, two rings. The reason Pori is Pori. Thirty-one years old though. Do you keep that forkballer and try to get get over the hump another season with him? Or do you say it's been real and send him off on his way? Who knows? Um, from there, it's much other guys. you know. But I think those are some of the names I just named there are going to be guys that I think will be interesting to see what teams decide to go after who. I think Egberg is the guy, if he's a free agent, might be the most appealing, although only a two-war guy. Um, but, but I think that has more to do with how somebody uses him than anything else. Um, you know, so, but interesting to see, uh, Jermo can come in day one. He's a former closer of the year and a four-time all-star as well. And another guy that I think could help one of these good teams get over the hump, uh, but not, this is not going to be the mother load season. That's next year that you're going to see some of these elite names coming out, especially as teams get more compressed in the salary cap. And I know we had a lot of discussion. I appreciate everyone's input on the cap. Here's the thing. I like a league. People can talk about things. I may get ideas. Sometimes I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. And if you don't offer your insight, it doesn't, doesn't make me think about what we should do or shouldn't do. And so I like those. I like naysayers. I like folks coming in with different perspectives. doesn't mean we're going to do the thing you suggest, but it's nice to get sort of all the different opinions because I feel like there's consensus. I'm going to try some weird stuff. Um, try to keep things relatively static now that we've got a kind of a system in place. Someone made a very good astute point to me that it's hard when you've had four different rule sets to try to get figure out a strategy, and that makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm trying to keep things static. That is why I have announced a salary cap increase, and I know before you quit, do not worry. That salary cap increase will not start until season 10. We are currently in season five. So another five seasons from now, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that's five seasons. Um, and then season 10, so the sixth season after that, we will the cap will double from where it is now. Until then, we'll just have to suck it up, um, which will mean that your offers will get different. You'll get more creative. Some of the guys that are on bad contracts will get maybe better contracts. Who knows what's going to happen? 
But the hope here is that well, it gives you something to look forward to. You can start planning in advance. If you're tanking like crazy now, I guess you've got a couple more years to figure that out. Maybe you don't. Um, some teams are well positioned for that. But I think the beauty of that is it'll give us a position, give us a situation where salary-wise, uh, cap-wise, that the teams can start to, to design sort of their uh, their long-term strategies around a uh, ecosystem that shouldn't change. Um, if you played with me in the old days, you'll know that my leagues didn't change their salary caps. We had other loopholes that I created, but the cap stayed the same. The cap in full was the same the entire time. The cap in slop was the same the entire time. From 60 million to 75 million in the other league. Cap never changed. So um, so the only reason the cap in this league was even bandied about was because it was an oversight on my part for setting things up. I didn't, A, I didn't know we'd have this many people. I thought we'd have a couple of us, and I thought it'd be mostly sort of autopilot for a few seasons. It didn't occur to me that we'd fill our league up week two, Week one, rather, even though we've had some turnover, this league hasn't stayed empty. And so I wasn't expecting that. I thought I'd have more time to play around. Had I known had I known we were going to be a full league from the start with folks who are not necessarily always connected to my old leagues uh, or to me from other leagues or whatever, I probably would have just set a, set a high cap from the start and did a better job of uh, stabilizing the financials because if there's anything I'm good at in this, this stupid game, it's, it's uh, the financials. And so... Um, but that was just an oversight. So anyway, we'll get there. It'll be great. So anyway, that's done. Now you know that. Um, what else are we going to talk about today? Well, I do want for you just to be talked about the draft is not that great. Um, farm system's a little bit are interesting. And so uh, Helsinki having the best farm system. Lapo is second. Akupala's third right now. Kvinka fourth, which makes sense given that those teams have been sort of on the downslope. Uh, who are going to be the first guys from these uh, this prospect heap to be, you know, uh, successful contributors to the, to the league. The kinds of guys where, you know, because once you can get a guy, like I'm looking at Rafael Lindoff right now, uh, who plays for Helsinki, um, when a guy like that can come in and start hitting the ball, uh, it's going to change the game because now all of a sudden you'll be able to go to the draft, get a guy, know he's going to emerge eventually. P.G. Carlson is a closer for, uh, for Lapua, and the reason he's on that team is because I drafted him when I did the draft for them that season. Um, and it was probably a questionable pick at the time, but I thought that he was a flame-balling guy, that power pitcher that maybe he'd develop another pitch. Well, he never did, but he's still going to be really good. He's only 20 years old. He was 16 when I drafted him, I think, or something stupid like that. Um, Pertuuska, named after the real-life Pertuuska, but not as probably not as good as the real Pertuuska in real life, who's like Mike Trout but can pitch. But, uh, but our Pertuuska is um, going to be really good. Um, he's going to be a really good player. Um, he's tearing up rookie ball pitching um, after having a hell of a year in, um, in high school, 18 years old. Um, and so really be fascinated to see what he can do for Lapa in a couple years. I was trying to remember what I wanted to talk about. And I was like, there's something else I wanted to cover. What was it? I remember now. It's the defector list for next season's Filipino draft lottery or just Filipino draft in general. Um, so we got uh, seven guys again who are defectors from the Brazilian league who will be playing in the Philippines this season and will be immediately eligible for the Filipino draft. Not all of them are 23 or over. Um, that's the fun of this. I can do what I want. Uh, Andy, Kane, Andy Kane is a uh, starting pitcher who I think may be the best of the bunch in terms of ready to go day to day one. 25-year-old starting pitcher, uh, right-hander, um, really good control, really good movement, solid stuff. Um, the kind of guy I think the teams are going to want to get their hands on. Also mentioning that if you didn't already notice, this Filipino draft salaries went down. Lottery picks are now just $2 million. First round picks went down from 2 to 1. Uh, second round picks are now 500000 
in a third round picks, uh, third round picks, and if we were going lower, but third round picks will be a league minimum. And so now that becomes a valuable, a valuable tool for folks to be able to acquire in theory or to load up on because, you know, or you get lucky, maybe you get a guy down there who can help you out for cost. I think that's fun. That was the purpose of the draft in the first place. And I think it'll help some teams out, but also keep things interesting, which is really what that draft has done for us. It's made things really interesting. I love seeing the picks moving around. You all have been very busy lately. Uh, Cameron Van Emserfoot uh, is a Emserfort is a um, is a uh, player from Curacao. Shout out to our Dutch member. Um, totally fan service. Three pitches, definitely far away. Only 18 years old. This guy is basically a draft pick. Who just happens to be he was down in Brazil and he just happens to be like screw it I'm going to Finland and so the kind of guy depending on who you are maybe you're one of those teams late in the first round second or he'd be loud I don't think he's gonna last the second round but a guy like that hanging around and you think you can you can you're like you know it's worth a prospect for me to get that kid because he could be useful it'd be really cool Andy Graves the first American to be eligible for the league two pitches only Nasty stuff. Um, solid control. Good movement. Or okay movement, rather. Um, definitely, I don't think he's a starter. I think he's more of a reliever. But the first American to ever end up anywhere near this thing. And so, uh, I guess there's some Puerto Ricans in Brazil that are probably be coming around before long. But he's the first USCN to be considered for this. Maybe you'll want to you wanna do that. Jackson Brock is another pitcher. Uh, Three-pitch guy. 25 years old. Could help somebody else day one. Arthur Serpa is a bat from hell. Like, real solid contact guy. Will get on base. 26 years old. He's not going to strike out. Um, a real bargain at $2 million if you were to get him as a lottery pick, I'd say. Um, Ian Ramirez is a um, lights-out closer. I don't know if he's going to help a, a team that's a beginner, but maybe a poor he goes up and tries to get him. Because at the back of your rotation, at the back of your, uh, your bullpen, a guy like that is just going to gross things out, like in a good way. Um, but I don't know that a content. I don't know that a built, rebuilding team needs him. So, the beauty of these picks are guys that I think you have to decide what you're going after. Also, the the talent in the Filipino league this season probably isn't as good as it's been. Um, things are starting to dry up out there. Um, not sure we're going to do anything about that. It's just just the nature of the situation on some level. Just the talent isn't what it was, and so because the talent isn't what it was. You just you're just finding that the guys the guys we're used to seeing aren't really around, um, and some looking around to see even who might be, other than the Brazilian imports, um, you know they're not a lot of native guys. Last guy that's eligible from Brazil is um, Isaac Fishnaller, a guy that I know Rams was super interested in last year and hoped would come out, but he did not. <clears throat> but he is coming out this season, first baseman, power hitting first baseman, who um, is definitely a franchise player. Just happens to be in this league, um, this draft. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, to see where he goes. Um, there are, like I said, there are just this season is the Filipino draft is not going to have the kinds of guys we're used to seeing. I'm not saying there aren't some guys that can help you out, but there's just not going to be the elite five star, three and a half, four and a half star, four star guys we're used to seeing uh, coming out of the draft this season. And so, were it not for the Brazilians, I don't know that there'd be a guy you'd want to pay $2 million to in this whole thing to begin with, which is kind of wild. Um, there are a few guys. Marat Kamakov is an Azerbaijani guy, closer. But again, are you spending that money on a closer? Probably not. Um, a few outfielders that are useful. Brian At, Brian Elias, the starting pitcher. He's from New Zealand. He's solid. Um, he'll be eligible. 
Um, Roland Cortina as a first baseman, he'll be eligible if you wanted a bargain. Second round guy, I think, could be good. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a really strange year over there because, again, as talent is it what I'm used to seeing and looking around, it's just a lot of, lot of two-and-a-half, three-star guys who are so a ton of them who are eligible, who will be eligible for the draft this season. Um, but I'm not certain they're going to be guys that it'll be interesting to see how many of you are passing. But I think after several years of that draft being a direct pipeline to talent, maybe this is the year where, you know, people are just boning up more on the draft and free agency and making trades. Um, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see where, where that all goes. You all fascinate me all the time. The last thing I'll say is that um, we are planning expansion. Um, my, I'm eyeing expansion for uh, not this season coming, but the following season, so season six. Before you ask, yes, there's an expansion draft. We can run in the Stats Plus. The beauty of Stats Plus is, is you can run any kind of draft in there because it doesn't care what kind of draft it is. You just need to export the CSV files, give it a draft order, and it'll do any kind of draft. Just also how we're going to do the Brazilian draft this year um, when that happens again in the season. So um, obviously that will happen this week. It'll be the following week. But um, no, that's all right. That is this week. I made that up. No, it's next week. It's during the season. The Brazilian draft is during the season. Right. Not in the offseason. Uh, you think I you think I would have invented this league or something, and I don't know the answers. So, but when two weeks, in two weeks when there's a Brazilian draft again, we will do it in Stats Plus. The thing is going to, the hitch is going to be, it's been pretty fast because I've been able to do all the work. Um, so you're all going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to release that, that order as soon as I can figure it out. I need, I need to figure that out. I haven't figured out how that's going to work yet. Um, if I can time it right, because basically what I have to do is basically just declare everyone in the Philippines a free agent, which means I may make that league start sooner. Uh, and then they'll, they'll get inserted into our free agent pool. Everyone will. And the trick will just be that you can draft anyone in the pool. But you can't. You but you but you can't. If it's somebody that's not from the Philippines or one of the Brazilians that's declared, you just forfeit the right to the pick because it's not a free agent draft. It's just a It's just a draft for the Filipinos. But that's the easiest way for me to do it. I think if we're using Stats Plus, um, the beauty of that is is then you don't have to send you don't have to send me a list. You can just do it yourself. Um, but the trick will be the list will need to be loaded when we do the draft. Like when I say it's draft time, so basically a deadline on that Tuesday that your list will need to be submitted. Um, and turned on so that we could just run through it um, or else I'm going to auto you automatically or you can be online I guess and just do the draft when it's your pick but I mean a lot of you tend to be up for that anyway but uh, I think that's what we're going to do this season we are going to try it I just need to figure out how to make it work in the game but anyway this went on longer than I intended this is the commission looking forward to the off season to see what happens uh, looking forward to seeing if salary Armageddon is as bad as we think it's going to be Wondering if any adjustments we've made will help make things a little easier. Until then, and until next time, commission.